Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of February 24, 2019. We are preparing this Sound Prince from the ACB Mid-Year Meeting in Alexandria, Virginia and KCB President Debbie Dethridge and KCB members Patty Cox, Adam and Carla Rushevel, Matt and Amanda Salm, and Shirley Stivers are participating in the meetings and activities of this annual weekend. Activities include the winter meeting of the ACB Board of Directors, affiliate leadership training, the legislative seminar, and the annual visit to Capitol Hill. We'll be bringing you information and announcements from these meetings on future sound prints. The Kentucky Talking Book Library first began distributing Braille and recorded books to Kentuckians who were blind and visually impaired on April 1, 1969. The library will celebrate its 50th anniversary at its Frankfurt location during the workday on Monday, April 1, 2019, and you're invited to attend. Listen to Soundprints for more details coming soon. There are some other important events in April as well. On Saturday, April 6, the Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold a crossroads conference from 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. in Louisville. The focus is on membership recruitment and retention, and the title of the conference is Crossroads, Remember the Member. Registration is $25, which includes a continental breakfast, lunch, and dinner. A travel stipend of $50 per car will be available to attendees from outside the Louisville metro area. More details coming soon. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its spring quarterly meeting on Friday, April 12. This is an important meeting as will be electing officers. The American Printing House for the Blind Braille Readers Theater will present Charlotte's Web on March 15 and 16 at the Printing House. Don't miss the adventures of Fern, Wilbur the Pig, Templeton the Rat, Charlotte the Spider, and more in this beloved children's story set in play form. On page 2, we catch up with three of the four visually impaired children in the play. Meet Tavion Taylor, 9, Luke Hagen, 11, and McKenna Harrod, 9. Tavion and McKenna attend Jefferson County Public School, and Luke attends a private school in Jefferson County. Macy Spiegelmeyer, a fourth student in the play, is a student at the Kentucky School for the Blind, but she was unable to be with us for the interview. Page Turners is sponsored by the Tri-State Library users on the fourth Friday of each month. It takes place at the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout, and it gives attendees a chance to share books they have read. Several people had books to share at this month's Page Turners. Hear part of Page Turners on page 3 as Bill Wright, Bill Dethridge, Deb Lewis, Sue Ellen Milo, Kathy Arnold, Carla and Adam Rushevel share books and other information. And on page 4 is the Sound Prince calendar. Page 2. I'm at the American Printing House for the Blind in the conference room just off the APH Museum and with me are some participants in the 2019 Braille Readers Theater, 
which is coming up March 15 and 16 here at APH. This year, the Reader's Theater is presenting Charlotte's Web, and that is going to be just so much fun. The book is just wonderful, as is the, the production that we're going to see at APH. And uh, I thought today it would be fun if we met some of the participants, some of the actors and actresses in this play. I have with me Tavion Taylor, and I have Luke Hagen and McKenna Herod. And there is another young person who's in this play. She's not here today, but she will also be participating. Also with us, in addition to Tavion, Luke, and McKenna, is Darren Harbour. And we've met Darren before on Sound Prince. He is the uh, owner and director of Imagine Blind Players. But today he's here with his Braille Readers Theater hat on because he is playing Templeton the Rat in the play. And I hear, Darren, you're a great Templeton the Rat. Well, you know, anytime there's an opportunity to chow down on some food and take a nap on stage, I'm right there. That's right. That's right. So let's meet Tavion. We haven't met Tavion on Sound Prince before. Tavion Taylor, tell us about yourself. Tavion, how old are you? And I'm nine years old. Okay. Yes. And, and where I, do you go I'm to school? A, I go to school at Bakers Franklin Elementary School. So, Tavon, tell me a little bit about what you like to do. I like to read Braille, mm -hmm. and I like to spell Braille on my Braille writer. Mm -hmm. And I also like playing anti-games, chess, and also I like to do is, is go to the Braille Challenge. Okay, and are you a good uh, chess player? Yes. You like playing chess? Yes. So, who do you play chess with? My uncle. Oh, okay. With Darren here? Yeah, we play chess together. He, he catches Darren, on pretty, pretty quickly um, <laughs> to the game. Kids are quite resilient. Darren, has he beaten you at chess? No. That's what I'm trying not to confess. Yes. I, I see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, well, that's really good. Those and are Darren, some. How did you do in the Braille Challenge this year? I was doing really alright. It's just I was feeling a little nervous when it was my first. It wasn't my first time. Okay. Before it was and my first time in Broad Challenge, I was feeling a little nervous. Okay. And did you take second place? You said no. No. This year, what did you well, get? Well, this year I got sec. This, this year I got second place. Yeah. But when I was in third, when I was in third grade, I was in, I was in um. Let's see, third place. So you did better this year than last year. That's a good thing. Yes, and okay. also I did better than a fourth yeah. place. Yes. All right. Okay. So next well, year, I bet if I can do way better than second, I'll bet I get first. <laughs> you hope so. To get All $100. Right. Yes. Yep. All right. Luke Hagen. Luke, you are 11. Tell us about where you go to school and what you like to do. I go to AIE Academy for Individual Excellence out in J-Town. Um, some of the things I like to do at school is, uh, one, learn about <laughs> history and, um, like, this school is, last year they actually just became kind of a Christian school. Mm -hmm. So, and they teach us everything, like, from the five largest islands of the world, 
presidents, the states, and then there's this one subject I really like. It's called Sponge, where you get to have animals, you get to do crafts, you get to play like Legos and board games and all that. Yeah. And recently, I have actually made a project on September 11th, and right now I am working on my second project on the El Reno Tornado. Okay. And... And what about after school? After school, when I get home, uh, they do something called self um, uh, educated learning. Okay. So it is an hour of work. The principal doesn't like the word homework. Okay. He, so it's called something else, right? Yes. <laughs> but it's a lot more fun because once your hour is done, you get the rest of the night to yourself. Mm-hmm. And, like, and what do you do in the rest of the night, the rest of the time? Usually watch some TV, um, do some role play. Um, sometimes I even like to wrestle around with my sister. Oh. And bug her out. And, okay. bro- and bug her to death. Uh-huh. That's probably your favorite Driver project. Nuts. <laughs> yes. It is a okay. lot of fun to do that. Okay. All right. McKenna. McKenna Harrod. Tell us about yourself. Well, I am nine years old, and I go to Wilder um, Elementary, and... What I like to do for school is anything that has to do with test, homework, spelling, I like to do it. And anything that has to do with a ball is activities I like to do. Anything upside down is stuff I like to do. (laughs) So you just enjoy just about anything, right? Yes. Yes. I also really like reading. Okay. These are pretty outgoing kids, don't you think, Darren? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> and love school. I love that about them. Yes, that's that's a neat thing. So how did you all, um, how did you wind up being in Reader's Theater? How, how did you get involved with Reader's Theater? Who would like to go first? Me. Okay, Tavia? Well, the reason how I got, the reason how I, the first time I got it is just, when I was like a baby, I started growing up visually impaired with my glasses on. When I started when I was in the in my school, mm-hmm. I've been I've been training and training hard for the braille. Uh-huh. And then I was willingly going the first time. And this is my first time teaching kids how the how braille is. Mm-hmm. Now so I was feeling a little nervous, like I feel like a teacher. Okay. All right. And what part do you play in Charlotte's Web? Avery. Okay. And tell our listeners about that character. What does that character? Avery's kind of mean to, um, it's kind of mean to Fern. Okay. And, um. Fern is the main, she's the the girl in the play. character. Uh Uh-huh. I'm Avery, the boy Avery. Mm -hmm. And, um, it said, like, less lines. Mm Mm-hmm. So Avery's a little man, and also he was, he always, he always upset of something, like he didn't want nothing. Okay, and when you're reading your parts, uh, or learning your parts, do you read them in print or braille? How do you read your parts? I read mine in print. Okay, do you use large print or just regular print? 
large print. Large print, okay. All right. So, Luke, how did you get involved in Reader's Theater? Well, this is actually not my first play um, working with Miss um, um, Katie. Um, before the, uh, we did three before, uh, two at the school across from us, KSB. Uh, we did it at the Broad Challenge, and when we did the first one at KSB, we did it for the little kids, like kindergarten, first grade, second grade. Um, and I don't really remember, oh yeah, the third one we actually did right outside of this room, in the, like, right outside of the museum. And uh, the third one we actually did at the Braille Challenge. And we thought those two plays were just going to be it. But then, like, um, so the Braille Challenge is in February. Uh, we first did it in January. Mm -hmm. And then a month later, Miss Katie came back and she's like, I want you to do this at the Braille Challenge. Would you be okay with that? Mm -hmm. And, um, it took about a, a day for us to talk it over, and we told our teacher at the time, Miss Ward, we said, call her back and tell her it's a go. And um, then, unfortunately, that year was my very last year at KSB. Like I said, I'm at this new school, AIE, which is a great school. And then, um, I it was a Friday, so I got in the car and asked what we were doing, and my mom first said that my sister was going to a sleepover. And I'm like, darn, I want to go to a sleepover. And she's like, well, I have a better opportunity for you. And she said, Miss Katie had called and said that she wanted me as Wilbur. Oh, you and, are Wilbur. Yeah. I'm oh. <laughs> All and, right. Um... So I'm like, so we got on the express, we were just driving and I was thinking about it and I was thinking, well, who would the cast be? And mom told me about my best friend from KSB, her name is Macy Spiegelmeyer, mm -hmm. that she was gonna be Fern. And when we got on the uh, highway, I'm like, mom, text her back and say, we're gonna do this. And she, like we were at a stoplight and she was she stopped and she looked back at me and she's like are you serious and i'm like yeah we're gonna do this <laughs> and she was so happy and the thing i love about being wilbur is that not only do i get to interact with the um uh, other cast members i also uh, get to do my favorite parts like since we have um mr templeton here um um when charlotte is telling me that she's gonna die that is a very emotional part and all of a sudden this little bitty light bulb goes off in my head and i'm like templeton and finding out that he's a sweet asleep blech, um i uh, yell at him and start kind of like bumping him with my foot and I say get up you lazy rat <laughs> and um, another thing is I just love dressing up mm -hmm. I always 
from when I can start remembering stuff, I was pretty much always, except for school days, wearing a costume. Okay. And it is a lot of fun, and if I ever get this opportunity again, I'm going to take it. All right. Well, that's that. I'll, I'll bet you will. And somehow I think you'll have other opportunities. So, McKenna, how about you? Um, got started was the, the night that I found out that I was going to be able to play the lamb in Charlotte's Web. Um, I was actually doing a little act for my for my mom, and I was just pretending to be a random character that I made up. Um, I just. It was a, about a silly, goosey doctor and how she liked to help people with silly things. And then the night that we were going to bed, um, my mom, she, I was going to tell her goodnight, and she, before I left the room, she told me um, if I wanted to do acting, and, she's, and, I, and I turned around and looked at her, and I said, are you serious? <laughs> Do you think I won't let to do acting? And then so I looked, and then I jumped on the bed, and she told me that I would be able to play the lamb in Charlotte's Web, which mm -hmm. actually the lamb is my top three favorite characters. Mm -hmm. And so I'm assuming that all three of you really like your parts, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. These uh, these kids have really showed some some great things uh, in the Braille Readers Theater. Um, last year, Tavion was the first, uh, very youngest kid to play in Braille Readers Theater with the doctor in spite of himself. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, after he did so well there and then Luke uh, performing in a, a short version of the Louis Braille play at the Braille Challenge last year. Um, wanted to have him on board. It's also where I met uh, Macy's father and I went to school with uh, McKenna's mom mm -hmm. and yep. done some acting games for NFB where McKenna um, really showed some great improv skills as she just alluded to. Mm -hmm. uh, the back and forth that Wilbur and Templeton have in the play uh, are pretty comedic with Wilbur being such a good guy and Templeton being all about himself. <laughs> um, Wilbur does a good job helping to keep Templeton in check and uh, Mr. Avery being that annoying little brother, you know, to Fern. Yeah, yeah, the little annoying brother to, to Fern. Um, you know, the the importance of Braille, because um, APH, uh, Braille Readers Theater, has been around for quite a few years, um, and it's interesting how it's right around the time of the Braille Challenge that, that mm -hmm. all these kids uh, compete in every year. Mm -hmm. um, there's no greater competition than a battle of battle of with your brains. Right. And um, so it's really nice to have them have a platform to perform and show their Braille off and how important it is uh, to us Braille readers and low vision uh, readers in large print as well. Well, I think too, Readers Theater has Braille Readers Theater has, since it began a number of years ago, has has just become uh, a tradition yes. for March. And um, I know that with the uh, uh, the Greater Louisville Council of Blind, we always plan to attend from our weekly roundabout activities. We plan to attend Braille Readers Theater on that Friday night that the play is performed. Yes. And we already have our block of tickets um, reserved, and uh, we will uh, we'll, we'll have a group there. And every year the play is different. Every year the focus is different. This year is so cool because it's just a neat children's book, but also 
it's it's a book that's read on so many different levels uh, in different uh, programs. It, you know, it, you read it as a child, but then you read it in a lit class and in high school or college or whatever. I mean, it's it's just a great story, and to get everybody involved and to have a lot of uh, actors and actresses that are young people uh, is just. It's just really fun. Yeah, we are definitely looking forward to coming to the play, and to I think this is probably going to be one of the most enjoyable ones. And uh, I, I hope that we do some more of this type of play. Yeah, we've definitely had a wide variety of, of plays here, Braille readers. I performed mm -hmm. with the Braille Readers Theater for. Um, Every year it's been here with the exception of a couple of years, mm -hmm. and uh, it's been pretty dynamic. It's, al it's always been a family-friendly yes. uh, show and production. Very much. And, uh, but mm -hmm. this is even hitting it home more, uh, in more coziness to the family-friendly atmosphere. I do love that it's in March. I'm so glad you said that because most theaters, um, circuses, all types of performance venues, March is kind of the, the theater March Madness time period, and Braille Readers Theater is no exception to that. Uh, this year is the first year we have sold out very quickly um, on our Friday and Saturday performance to the point where we had to add a third production later Saturday evening. Oh my goodness. Um, and so, and, and, and reservations and to come see the show is free. Um, we don't want anybody excluded from the, the glorious reading and performance of Braille with all of us in our costumes as we sit with our Braille in large print. Um, it's it's going to be a spectacular show and, and very um, pulling up much at the heartstrings also. Mm -hmm. Yep, especially at the end. Especially yeah. at the end. Yes. yes, yes. The end is probably the hardest yes. thing on not just Wilbur but all the animals. Yeah. And what I like is that not only do the main people get to talk about it, but Miss Katie has even said that she is going to pull three people out of the audience to be the three spiders. One being my sister and two unknown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Audience participation has been has become a very big part of it too. So it's gonna be neat to see who are gonna be the three different spiders um, <laughs> each night um, as we have those three productions. Have fun. Yeah. That'll Soon. be fun. Yeah. So how how do you kids like doing performance er, or practices every week? Do the you? Love is good as long as we're not on. Okay. I'm just glad that I get to be picked up early from school and I don't have to do my homework when I get home. Oh, now that's a pretty good reason, Luke. <laughs> but I also love walking in, seeing the cast, and just knowing that I'm a part of this thing that because even though you're blind it still can make you normal it just takes away one little tiny sense of you and it doesn't matter i've always said to some people it you might be blind but show the world that you can be you mm -hmm. show the world that you don't care if you're blind you don't care if you're different yeah. How do you like the weekly practices, McKenna? Um, do, you, do you come both days, Thursday and Friday? I don't come both days. I usually okay. just come Friday. You come I on mean, Friday? Thursday. The um, animals are one day and the humans are another practice. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, but the one thing that Luke said about not doing homework, mm -hmm. 
And usually every time my teacher usually gives out a homework pass, I usually pass it on down to my brother, but he can't <laughs> usually use it because it has my name on it. But I usually don't like homework passes. I love homework and it's something that I always enjoy, but I, I do like um, doing um, Braille readers play. I like doing practice because it it just gets to show everybody's character and it's really fun. So and this gives you a chance to to do some things that maybe otherwise you wouldn't be able to do, right? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Almost like you can pretend to have these characters and yes. you, get, you get a different outlet that maybe your other friends don't get the chance to. So every kid has right. their, their own opportunities, right McKenna? These group of kids love to learn, and they show that they show us up. They show us adults up a lot <laughs> in uh, in rehearsals, as far as all the knowledge that they come in with. Yes. Well, we're really looking forward to being at the play. I can't wait to to see you all in the play. We're just really proud of the work that you all are doing in Reader's Theater, and I'm sure that we'll see you as repeat participants in future Braille Readers Theaters. But thanks so much for coming to those practices and working so hard and making what I know will be a great performance of Charlotte's Web. And thanks for being on Soundprints. We're really pleased to have had you as guests on Soundprints. You're very welcome. So, so thanks, everybody. And thank you, Darren. Oh, very welcome. APH is nearby Explorer is a full-featured GPS app for iOS and Android devices that empowers users to travel with confidence. It uses GPS and your phone's compass to speak real-time information about your surroundings, including millions of points of interest in the U.S. and Canada. Nearby Explorer is available on Google Play and on the App Store. Send to Braille is a free tool for creating a Braille file quickly in Windows. It adds a shortcut to your Send to Folder menu. Once installed, simply point to a file, right-click, select Send to, select Braille, to create a quick Braille file instantly. Download Send to Braille from the American Printing House for the Blind at tech.aph.org lt. Page three. I'd, I'd like to welcome everyone to Page Turners. I hope everybody has a lot of good books because I need some new books. Did you get your Bookshare subscription? Yes. Well, then you have several hundred thousand. Oh, I know. That's what I'm into. Uh, Bookshare. Anybody who, who, the $50 membership for Bookshare is extremely uh, worth that 50 bucks. I am in the middle, actually, um, on the downhill slide of the latest J.D. Robb novel, Connections in Death. And this is, um, right now, it's available on Audible. This mic is being funky. Um, but I got it, I managed to get it as a gift. But, um, it is available on Audible, and this is the latest in the in her Eve Dallas series. Uh, this one opens up with Eve and Rourke going to a housewarming party, and um, 
she ends up meeting uh, someone there, a couple of people there. One of them is somebody she already knows, and um, his date for the evening. They end up drawing her into a case that involves gang, um, gang wars and gang-related murders. And it is really, really cool. These books are just, they're just too much fun. Um, yes, I mean, the dialogue is very witty. Um, the characters are very well developed. They're just very entertaining and, you know, uh, it just, they're really, really great books. And Bill, I know you've been dying to know about the latest J.D. Robb book. Repeat the title. Repeat. Connections in Death. Bill Deathridge, you, you, you got a you, you got a suggestion? There's one book that I read. Uh, it was a uh, sort of a murder mystery uh, type book about a family who is living in a town in New Jersey. I'm not sure. I don't remember what it was now, but it was a very upper-class family, the family that who has everything to live for, you know, supposedly the model family, and man's wife gets killed, and they find out that uh, when he is accused of the murder, and when they go into it, they find out there's a lot of hidden secrets in the family, so that was a really uh, good book. What's, what's the title? Oh, I'm sorry, it's called Blind Faith, and I'm not sure who wrote it, Bill. Anyway, also a couple of books I downloaded um, by Scott Peck, and I'm going to try to reread again. There's um, one called The People of the Lie and uh, The Road Less Traveled. And um, oh, The Road Less Traveled is one I had to read for uh, psychology class. And... Uh, it's, I also did. Okay, so I thought I might try to reread that again, but I found that's on uh, Bard and it's also on uh, on Bookshare too. Can we can we get the mic over to Kathy? Yeah. Well, if you're into Christian books at all, and Bard has this book, but uh, Bookshare also has it in uh, BRF format. Um, it's called Hind's Feet, H-I-N-D-S. Hind's Feet on High Places. I read that book. I read that years and years ago. And it's, a, it's an old book, I realize, but it's my favorite, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite it's books. Book. It's an allegory, and the main character is um, called Much Afraid. Yeah. And uh, she has all these relatives uh, craving fear and all these horrible relatives that try to keep her from the journey. Um, and it, you know, tells how the, the good shepherd comes and uh, takes care of, or, you know, he, she, he uh, gets into her heart and, and, you know, just, but it's a, I don't know, I, I just think it's a really uplifting book. Um, and then, um, other books that I've been reading, I can't tell you right now about a specific one, but I really like Terry Blackstock books. Terry Blackstock, um, she's a Christian writer, but she's not so syrupy that, you know, it's not 
it's real, you know what I mean? Uh, so Terry Blackstock, I have to recommend her. She's very... Um, and then there's... Well, I read books by Janet Daly and... Um, uh, she is again. The, yep. the Saga... Oh, Dana Fuller Ross. And there's a... Uh, I think it's a Wagon Train series. And if you've ever read those books, they are really fascinating. I love stuff like that. Deb, Deb Lewis, Bill. Dog Days and Dandelions. What's it called again, Deb? Dog Days and Dandelions. It's a lively guide to the uh, animal uh, meanings behind everyday words. Okay. And so it takes a word and it gives you the words history and what other words are related to it, and and it gets yeah, a, okay. it gets animal names in in there, and it's by Martha Barnett, B A R N E T T E. Um, let me go out here and get you the number. Um, I'm looking this up. It tells you about like. Asinine was what I looked at tonight, and it took it back. To, yeah, it says yes. It is used for a sto a uh, a dull or, or stupid person, but it's um, because they, it's related to to the donkey that's known to be stubborn and not thought to be very intelligent. Um, yeah, so um, I'm trying to find its DB number for you. Uh, it's not the uh, BRF number. Oh, I had it. Yeah, uh, one five one four seven. And that's a BRF. One five one four seven. Anyway, it, it's kind of neat. It has a couple of words in alphabetical order, and then it, you know, shows you uh, each word and what how it relates to the animal, how an animal kingdom thing. It's involved in it. That's interesting. Yeah, I won't remember most of them, but it's fun to read. Uh, okay. Bill? No, I was looking for one book and, uh, and found something else that I'd read a while ago, but it was a quite interesting book. It's called Exploding the Phone, uh, The Teenagers and Outlaws Who Hacked Mall Bell. And uh, <clears throat> there's some good people like uh, Steve Wozniak who worked with Steve Jobs and those people were uh, on there and uh, there were some blind people who were mentioned in there who were able to, you know, back with the touch tone phones were able to whistle those tones and call numbers and there was another and they talked about there was people who basically would whistle a tone and when they walked by the old payphone and hear somebody on it, they would whistle the disconnect signal and all at once these people are going crazy because they can't figure out why they got disconnected. Okay. And, and there's a little follow-up to that too. Uh, I remember being at one ACB convention, I'm not sure which one it was, but I remember sitting there um, and they, they, the person who was presenting was making a phone call and then was going to demonstrate a couple of things. 
and they happened to think as they were getting ready to do this demo that they really did not want to enter the information that they needed to go on with the demo because it was on the touchtone phone and they knew there were people sitting out in the audience with perfect pitch that would therefore know their password or you know, whatever it was they needed to enter. <laughs> it kind of messed up that presentation. <laughs> this book, I don't remember the author's name off the top of my head, um, but I read it a few years ago and it was just amazing. It was called Palisade Park. And it followed this uh, one family. It starts out with a young man um, who leaves his parents' home because he's not getting along with his stepdad um, back in like the 50s, 60s, something like that. And he goes to um, Palisades Park to get a job because it has sentiment because it was the last place he went to with his biological dad before he passed. And so he works there and it follows how he meets his wife and they have and uh, they both work at the park and um, their children and how being every year surrounded by this carnival type atmosphere, uh, how it influences what they do and what happens to this family over uh, over the next like 30 or so years and it goes right up till when they finally closed uh, Palisade Park and it w it's really the author truly has a connection with this place because he gets into a lot of the history of uh, he talks about um, about uh, I guess there was a big fire there at one time um, he talks about uh, how roller coasters, what what goes into how they're constructed, how some of the games in the arcades are are rigged, um, and um, it, he also talks a lot about um, some of the characters go off to war um, in World War II, and so I guess it starts actually in the 30s. You know, so it talks about World War II and Vietnam. And it just really, you see these people grow and really, they're just really well-developed characters and it's really a great story. And it is on Bard. But uh, I did see today that uh, a pre-publication uh, announcement for a new book by um, uh, Joanne Flute. Uh, there's a new Hannah book coming out, Hannah Swenson book. And uh, I think it's the Chocolate Cream Pie Murder or something like that. There's another one with a very similar title. But this is a new one that hasn't been published yet. Carla, you, you was talking about liking these books. Um, Marshall Muller and her husband, Bill Porzini, um, has started a series um, the same time period, uh, the end of the, the end of the 1800s, early 1900s, set, set in uh, San Francisco. So, if 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 you like, and and it's um, husband and wife detective, and it's um, end of the 1800s, all the books in 1800s. Are those on Mars? Yes. 
look under Bill uh, Porcini or Marsha Muller, M-U-L-L-E-R. Oh yeah, I'm familiar with her stuff. And um, I really, really, really like both of them. Um, um, I think um, he's probably been writing longer than anybody because uh, the nameless detective series, I don't know when they started. A lot of elderly, a lot of stuff in the elderly queen and um, um, I don't know you all, but I don't like the elderly queen right now because the way they've changed it coming out every two months and um, I don't know. This don't seem to be as good as it used to be. Does anyone else have a book? Have we missed anybody? Bill? Yes. I have a book. We're talking about Ellery Queen. We were talking about Ellery Queen. Uh, as you know, I've gotten some old-time radio uh, shows and things. And in addition to the regular Ellery Queen uh, mystery show that was on old time radio back in the late 40s, early 50s, uh, they also did what they called the one minute Ellery Queen shows. And I, I have a few of those, a couple of those here. Um, I was wondering if y'all might wanna uh, hear a couple of them and then um, see if you can figure out what the clue is. What, what they do is they set it out and then he uh, comes back and and tells you. So I'm I'm gonna. I I got the celery queen thing to work, and so maybe I can try it. I'll say that just one minute. Celery queen minute mysteries. This is Ellery Queen with a case I call the Bad Man's Bad Man. The descendant of a famous Western cattle baron tried to sue a writer for using his grandfather's name in a story. The plot was so close to an episode that happened in real life, the descendant was suing for libel. In the story, the villain stops a cattle drive by setting up barbed wire. When I asked the descendant when his grandfather died, he told me in 1870. They have no case, I told him. And in a moment, I'll tell you why. Okay, anybody want to know? Bob in the case of the bad man's bad man, the descendant said his grandfather died in 1870. Barbed wire wasn't invented until four years after that, so there couldn't be any libel intended. Ellery Queen's Minute Mysteries. This is Ellery Queen with a case I call the Bathtub Murder. Popular and respected Chauncey Miles was found dead, electrocuted in his own bathtub, and the police asked me to join the investigation. A butler named Brady said that Mr. Miles must have electrocuted himself when he touched a radio by the bathtub. Did he always keep a portable radio by the tub, I asked? No, said the butler, and that's why he's dead, poor man. I searched the bathroom further, and when I found tiny scratches on a pipe near the tub, I knew I had a murderer, a butler. In a moment, I'll tell you why. Right. Just on that one? Okay, I'll play it. In the case of the bathtub murder, it's not possible to electrocute yourself in a tub with a portable radio. 
It's merely powered by battery. The scratches I found on the pipe proved that the butler had wired the tub for murder. Page four, the Soundprints calendar. On February 26, ACB Next Generation will have its nationwide organizational development committee conference call at 8 p.m. Eastern. Call 669-900-6833 and enter 3572-595-193. February 27 is the Bluegrass Council Peer Support Group meeting. From noon to 2 p.m. at the Bluegrass Council office in Lexington, 1093 South Broadway is their address. For more information, call 859-259-1834. On February 28, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its next in-person support group meeting in Louisville, 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. Eastern. This is a great activity for those who have begun experiencing vision loss or who have been visually impaired for several years. It's at the United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. For more information, call 502-895-4598. Looking ahead to March, on March 1, Savvy in Owensboro will have a workshop on accessible reading materials, Part 1. From 10 to noon Central Time, Join us to learn about the Kentucky Talking Book Library and NFB Newsline at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. Registration is required. Call 270-684-4418 or 270-686-8689. On March 1, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have a roundabout with the Education and Technology time from 3.30 to 5. Discussion time from 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7. This is $6 a person, and it will include carryout from the Louisville East Lions Club Chili Supper. That will be chili and hot dogs and dessert. Games and crafts from 7 until 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, call 502-895-4598 to sign up. On March 3, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its committee meetings, advocacy at 7 p.m., and education, activities, and technology, the EAT Committee, at 8 p.m. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444 to participate. On March 4, the Savvy Program Committee will meet at 7 p.m. Central Time at 669-900-6833 Enter code 3572-595-193. On March 5, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its monthly conference call support group meeting. This is at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Individuals statewide experiencing low vision are encouraged to call in and ask questions, share tips, and comments. At 669-900-6833, enter code 3572-595-193. On March 7, the American Council of Blind Lions will have its monthly conference call at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. This is open to blind lions from around the country. It's an excellent opportunity to share ideas about how to be involved in local clubs. 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 712-432-3900, intercode 796096. On March 8, 
the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout, will include education and technology from 3.30 to 5, discussion time 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7, $6 per person, bargain table 7 to 7.30, and bingo $2 a person from 7.30 until 9.30. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, to sign up, call 502-895-4598. On March 9, the GLCB board meeting will be held at 11 a.m., by phone at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On March 10, the Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation chapter will hold its meeting at 8 p.m. by phone. This is the regular monthly chapter meeting for visually impaired people 40 years and under in Kentucky. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter 3572-595-193. On March 10, ACB Families will have its monthly meeting at 9 p.m. You can participate from anywhere in the country by calling 712-432-3900 and entering code 796096. On March 12, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will have its monthly chapter meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. For more information, call 270-684-4418 or 270-686-8689. On March 12, the SAVVY Board will meet at 7 p.m. Central Time by conference call at 669-900-6833, intercode 3572-595-193. March 13 is the monthly meeting of the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind. 7 p.m. Eastern Time, call 605-475-4700 and intercode 155-619. For more information about NKCB, call Jerry Slusher at 859-781-7369. On March 13, the KCBPR Membership Committee will meet at 8 p.m. Eastern at 669-900-6833, intercode 3572-595-193. March 14 is the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision support group meeting. This is an in-person meeting in Louisville from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, for more information, call 502-895-4598. March 15 is another Savvy Workshop on Accessible Reading Materials. This is Part 2 of the workshop from 10 a.m. to noon Central Time. Join them to learn more about NFB Newsline, Bookshare, Learning Ally, and more at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. To make reservations, call 270-684-4418 or 270-686-8689. March 15 is the GLCB Roundabout. It will include education and technology from 3.30 until 5, a tip sheet from 5 to 5.30, dinner beginning at 5.30, and then a visit to the American Printing House for the Blind to see the performance of Charlotte's Web as part of their Reader's Theater. To sign up, call 502-895-4598. And more about the Reader's Theater, 
March 15 and 16 is the Braille Readers Theater at the American Printing House for the Blind, 7 to 9 p.m. on Friday evening and 1 to 3 p.m. on Saturday afternoon, March 16. APH's Braille Readers Theater presents the classic tale of a terrific, radiant, and humble pig named Wilbur in Joseph Robinette's adaptation of E.B. White's Charlotte's Web. The tale begins when a soft-hearted farm girl named Fern interferes with her father's plan to turn a scrawny piglet into pork chops. As Wilbur grows and begins to cost his owner a fortune in feed, it takes the help of all his farmyard friends to save his life again. This classic tale of friendship, selflessness, and the circle of life will enchant audiences of all ages. At the American Printing House for the Blind on Frankfurt Avenue. This is free to the public, but registration is required. Best for ages 6 and up. Call 502-899-2213 to make reservations. If you plan to attend with the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind on Friday, March 15, as part of Roundabout, please call GLCB at 502-895-4598 to make your reservations so that we do not have duplicate seating. March 16 is the Savvy Bowling Outing, 3.30 to 5.30 p.m. Central Time at the Diamond Lane South in Owensboro. Register by calling 270-684-4418 by noon on March 15. Savvy will pay for rental of up to two lanes. If additional lanes are needed, the $44 per lane cost will be divided equally among participants. Everyone is responsible for shoe rental, $2.50, snacks, etc. March 17 is the meeting of the Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Board at 8 p.m. by phone. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. March 18 is the Kentucky Council of the Blind Board meeting at 8 p.m. by phone. Call 669-900-6833 and enter 3572-595-193. March 22 is the GLCB Roundabout, including Education and Technology, 3.30 to 5 p.m., the Tip Sheet, 5 to 5.30 Page Turners and a meeting of the Tri-State Library users, 5.30 to 6. Dinner at 6 p.m. A KCB Next Generation activity, games and crafts after 7 o'clock. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, call 502-895-4598 to sign up. March 24 is the ACB Family Support Group meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You can participate from anywhere in the country. Call 712-432-3900 and enter code 796096. March 25 is the Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana March Membership Meeting at 7 p.m. Eastern by phone. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, Call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. 
Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prince. Have a great week, everybody.